we have something that is quite significant that we want to share with you today, um, and it started with a conversation that Pete had in October last year. So in October last year, um, I went up to a meeting in the Midlands um, that I'd, I'd been invited to, um, and it was basically a, a, a sort of a UK meeting of the uh, group of Europe Shall Be Saved, which is a massive sort of evangelistic movement across Europe. And we were at this meeting in, uh, in the Midlands talking about how we, this was going to be sort of worked out within the UK, and there were representatives of all sorts of branches of Christianity um, from around the UK there. And, uh, and it was a great day. Um, and surprisingly to me, I, d- I didn't know this was going to happen, um, the guy who was leading uh, the day actually asked me, uh, towards the end of the day, if I would share about heaven in healthcare and what, what was happening in that, that part of, of our world here at Eastgate and actually as it was broadening out. So I did so. Um, and as part of that, I told him, I told the people there that uh, about our healing centre, which has basically been accepted as a complementary service alongside the, 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 the local NHS services. And, um, and that, that got a little smattering of applause. And um, so I was excited and I sat down and the, the day finished. But at the end, this, this man came up to me and said, uh, hello, he introduced himself and he's, the, he's the, basically the, the, the direct, uh, UK director of God TV. And he said to me, just straight out, he said, um, that story has got to be told. I said, oh. He said, no, that sto- he said, I'm not kidding you. That, that story you've just said, that, that story has got to be told. Because there's, there's nobody in the world that we know that, that's actually done that. Um, and he said, that's like breaking the four-minute mile. He said, this is what he said that, that, that's, you've just done something everybody else thought was not possible. But because you've done it, if we can make that story known, it will give people, other people courage and belief to think that they can also go in that direction. Um, and so that, that's, that's, that was an interesting conversation, started up, and um, so I was excited. Um, I said to him, okay, well, I'll need to put you in, in touch with our media team. Um, and I think, so chatting with, with Dave about this, that, that probably was not words he necessarily wanted to hear, because a lot of church media teams are not up to God TV standards, so it's over with <laughs> um, and, uh, and I actually sent him a link towards the vid- uh, to the video that you've just seen. So sent that, and he, we swapped email addresses. And that was Wednesday or Thursday one week. And the following Tuesday, Dave and I were sitting down. Um, and so I was bringing Dave up to, to date with this conversation. Um, and as we finished that part of the conversation, we were moving on to another part of what we were going to talk about in the media world. And I needed to refer to my emails for it. So I went onto my emails, and <laughs> at the top of my email stream was, was an email from this guy saying he watched the video, loved it well, and he was just reiterating, I want to connect with your media team. Um, this was actually as we were sitting there talking. We'd, we'd just been talking about this, and it had come in. The, the email had arrived during our conversation, um, and that started up a conversation between you and him, didn't it? Yeah, and then uh, he and I had a FaceTime call a few days after that, um, but that was a great way to start that meeting. <laughs> um, and uh, it, was, yeah, it was quite an extraordinary call, really, because for the first sort of 15 minutes, I couldn't really get a word in because he was just going on about how much he loved us uh, <laughs> and, uh, and how this was like an answer to his prayers, which is just extraordinary. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But so We went up to London to meet him as well. Do you want to move? Yeah, we went up to meet him in London and... It was the same kind of thing, really, wasn't it? He was, just <laughs> he was just diffusing with how much he loves Eastgate and what we're about and how he feels like we've got something to bring to the nation and he really wants to help that happen. Um, 
But it's important, I guess, to give the context of yeah. this, this prophetic word, isn't it, from 2004? Yeah. So that's a picture of Joseph, if you didn't know. Um, and in 2004, a friend of ours, Julian Adams, um, he came to the church for the first time. We met him in South Africa, Kim and I, uh, earlier that year. And he came, it was actually right at the beginning of August 2004. And if any of you were there, you look, you'll remember the, 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 the meeting, because it was literally extraordinarily memorable. Um, but during the course of that visit, he actually prophesied to us as a church that we would actually uh, carry a, a Joseph anointing. Uh, and it became a prophecy that, that has guided us uh, then and since with an understanding that we are meant to be a church that is able to, to gather resources and then make them available to feed the nations. And ultimately, the nations would start to turn up at our doorstep ready to be fed. And um, so, so that, was, that was part of the context. It's actually in the same year that we actually got the prophecy about uh, being placed at the east gate to the city. So both within the same year. And so that, that was our context, and we've actually shaped ourselves a lot around that as a church. Now, I didn't become, Kate and I didn't become part of Eastgate until 2013. So we were at Bethel doing the school of ministry for two years until 2013. So I had no knowledge of that prophetic word at all. Obviously, because it happened quite a while before, I didn't really even hear it come up. And once we came here, I didn't even hear about it for a few years either. Um, but... So unbeknownst to me, I then got given the same word over my life when I was in Bethel. So just before I left, um, I had this very bizarre experience, kind of semi in a dream. Was I awake? Was I asleep? I don't even know. But all I know, there was an angel. He had a ponytail. I just remember that. <laughs> Which is the detail I like to share. Um, <laughs> And um, I, I think it was like a hipster kind of ponytail, if anyone's interested. Um, um, so um, maybe the hipster thing started there first, who knows. Um, but, um, and I don't really remember what, we were having a conversation, but I don't really remember much about it. But I asked him a question, and he turns to me and he says, yes, 11 times 11. And I was like, what does that mean? That's not even a word, 11 that's not even a word, what do I do with that? Um, I was actually doing a uh, class at the time about encounters and I had the follow-up session the next, I think it was the next day. So um, there was a point in that where they said, oh, does anyone have any questions? And I put my hand up and it was Teresa Dedman um, from Bethel who's leading that class. And I shared this experience and I said, I do not know what to do that. I said, I said it's not even a word. Like, and um, she ended up giving me this prophetic word about Joseph and having a Joseph anointing about my life. And she said, you need to study Joseph in the Bible. And um, what I didn't realize at the moment was that the significance of 11 is it means transition and entering into something new, significant new. Um, and Joseph was the 11th son. Um, obviously, he got given prophetic revelation, but he also got given wisdom in what to do with that as well. Um, but it wasn't for years, um, I think even after moving back, moving here, that I at all knew of that connection and it just happened in a conversation one day didn't it that we yeah, were having I went round and had a knew Dave was at his house uh, Kate was out for the evening I think so with just the two of us there chatting and drinking biscuits and um, I have no idea how it came up I don't even remember the contents of the conversation but I think I was just explaining about how the church runs and what we're doing and some of the guiding principles and I, I talked about us having a Joseph anointing and actually sort of Dave almost well kind of leapt out of his seat at that moment in time and then 
shared his bit, and then I leapt out of my seat um, because there was this coming together of, of prophetic momentum. Um, and, and if you like, you just thought, well, well, God is doing something here. And we didn't understand it fully at that stage, but we were very excited, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, no idea what it meant, but it, it sounded good. Um, so I kind of, yeah, I left Bethel and I came back here, and at, in my head, because I, before I'd gone to Bethel, I'd worked in advertising for years, and I thought, oh, that, that's long gone, I'm leaving that thing behind, I'm going to leave Bethel and I'm going to go into full-time kind of ministry, itinerant ministry and stuff like that, and that didn't happen. I, went, <laughs> I, I ended up going back into the industry, and it was almost like times 10, it was way more intense, way harder than it had ever been before, because I ended up working for Google for four years, which is probably one of the most demanding advertising accounts you can get, and um, spent a lot of my time traveling around the world, making advertising campaigns, but also particularly making short films and documentaries for them, social media films, all kinds of stuff. But um, probably in about four years' time, I got about eight years' experience. That's probably what it was like. We did, made about 2,000 films during that time. Um, it was pretty intense. Um, didn't really, we moved here to be part of Eastgate, and then I wasn't really part of Eastgate. I was basically just, I wasn't even really part of my family. I was just gone for a while. Um, so it wasn't particularly easy, but I, I, to be honest, I always knew God was doing it for a purpose. I didn't know what that looked like, but I really knew, and that's, that's what enabled me to do it. Um, this is a still from a, a film we made, um, which is one of the most memorable things, I guess, that we did. Um, it's a story about a boy who, um, it's a true story, um, who when he was seven, this is in Bangkok, he got lost from his family, and he couldn't read, he couldn't write. Um, and he didn't even know his real name because he got called a nickname his whole life. So he got completely lost and he was unable to get back to his family. He never learned to read or write because he lived on the streets from that point on. Um, Fifteen years later, he accidentally discovered Google Voice Search and he suddenly realized, I can now access this internet thing. So he tracks his family down and 15 years later was reunited with his dad. So we told the story of that in a kind of sort of cinematic sort of style. Um, within about a couple of days, it got like five million views. It was the most trending video in Thailand and one of the most trending in the internet and stuff like that. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, and you won some awards for that as well, didn't you? Won a few awards, yeah. Um, that, that's, that's, that's us shooting the opening scene. And the guy, the silhouette is the, is the real guy, um, as a 22-year-old, I think he is now, or then. Um, that's it, that funny contraption that looks like it's coming out of that man's head is actually a camera rig to hold the camera steady. And we're just working out how to shoot that scene. Um, but what you can't tell is that we were surrounded by about 500 monkeys that wanted to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> they were really angry, and they were getting ang- And it was like, as the lighting conditions were getting better and better, their anger was getting greater and greater. So it was like this balancing act of how long we hold out, hold out for. Um, we did hold out and nobody got attacked, so that was good. Um, so, but then I, after kind of doing that kind of stuff, it was 2018, uh, October 2018 that um, I started working for Eastgate, initially part-time. Um, we didn't really start up properly, I would say, until April last year, because that's when I went full-time. And, but we were kind of starting to put foundations in place, I guess, before that. Um, and we started, obviously media was starting to happen here before, but we came up here and I had this vision of something called Eastgate Studios. As a team, that's what we were going to do. And 
there were two things that I kind of, I guess, said when I came. One is that media is ministry. And what I mean by that is um, it's easy to think of media as being just a utility because obviously media, it's a unique, as an Eastgate department, it's unique because it does serve all the other departments, you know, in terms of letting you know kind of what we've got going on and what's happening. But it's important that it's not limited to that because through media, this is basically a tool where we can communicate the kingdom to way more people than you could ever fit in a building. And so I, I was always kind of very keen that we have that um, at the front of our minds. Um, and obviously, I guess that video that we, that we showed is the first step into that. Um, people, the fact that people are being healed through that is a great example. That, that helped underline what I meant by that. It's really, thanks God. Um, <laughs> um, and the other thing, as I said, is we're going to build a world-class creative studio, which sounded kind of funny when there was basically, most of the time, two or three of us just sitting in a room downstairs thinking, what are we doing? <laughs> um, but that was kind of our ambition. That was our hope. Because, and I remember around about a year ago now, being sat in a room, uh, this was for a living fire meeting with a bunch of leaders from other churches. I played them the Thailand video that I just talked to you about, and I said, we, we're going to do that for the kingdom. And they were like, that's, that's a good dream. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know how, but that's, that's what we're going after. We want to do that for the kingdom. We want to start communicating in the way that people are used to consuming media, the way the expectations they have, the standards, the quality standards they have. We want to do that, but for the kingdom. And that, that's our dream. And that's kind of what, what, but we didn't know what that was going to look like. Now, you probably recognize that. It's a bit dark there, isn't it? I can't really see. It's Patrick. So the light, sorry, the light is a bit difficult to see the screen. You probably found that with the video. Um, but we have just, we're about 90% there through a video about a Patrick has got an awesome testimony. It's so good. I'm not going to tell you, though, because I'm going to make you wait to watch the video. Um, <laughs> Patrick's been keeping it pretty sealed for the video as well, but it's so, so good. And, um, and we, when it was kind of like, yeah, 90% finished, I sent the work in progress to uh, God TV because I've kind of just been keeping in conversation with them. And that was their reaction to it. So they, <laughs> they like us. They like us. It's, we're, in, we're in a good place. Um, and this is really important because um, after all this had been happening, Vicky dug out this prophetic word from 2016 that, again, Julian Adams had given, but obviously a, long, a lot later than that, that original one. And this is just a part of it, but this is so significant. When we, when we saw this, this was like a bit of a jaw-drop moment, wasn't it? Yeah, it was definitely, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so God is about to release a whole new dynamic in the area of media and creativity. I see God TV asking for some connection. I see television programs on the internet asking for permission because God is about to catapult Eastgate as an international influencing hub. So, that's pretty, pretty specific. <laughs> so that's pretty, <laughs> that was a pretty good moment, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that was a jaw-dropper moment, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it really was. Um, now, in terms of, as Pete kind of touched on, the... They, they basically, there's a lot about Eastgate that's, attract, that's attractive to them. Um, 
they obviously like that Luke film. They like the way that we tell stories, the way that we craft in films and stuff like that, even though we're just starting. <laughs> we still feel like we don't really know what we're doing. Um, but one of the things that the, the, the messages of Eastgate that they're particularly drawn to is heaven and healthcare. So do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, I think heaven and healthcare is sort of like the, the door opener. Um, they want all of Eastgate's material. And we just talked about that. Actually, when we had that meeting in London, he said, oh, basically, we'll take anything you give us. Um, and that... They, actually, it's worth saying, it's not, not just got a TV, they've, they've got an app, they've got uh, blogs and they've got audio presence and podcasts and stuff like that, so a lot of material can go out. But, um, but, but the door opened for him, and, and again, he reiterated when we met him in London, he said that that, that thing with the healing centre, that is like breaking a four-minute mile. And uh, so we want uh, Heaven in Healthcare. Now, Heaven in Healthcare is basically existed within the context of this church. It's been in God's mind forever, because that's where he wants heaven on earth. But um, So in, in 1988, I was actually uh, asked to start leading the, the small church that existed. And at that time, I was a full GP, full-time GP, and, and I continued on working as a GP and led the church alongside that. So actually, this, this combination of, 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 of medicine and, and Christianity and medicine and the miraculous has always existed here as a church. Um, and so right up to this moment in time, I'm still engaged with the world of healthcare. So it's always been part of our, our reality, and it's part of our calling. And um, one of the things we really went for in particular was to put uh, uh, Christian healing alongside healthcare, which is why we designed our healing centre really carefully to actually be able to gain the, the, uh, the trust of the National Health Service, which is why getting to the place where we've got to um, with our healing centre is quite extraordinary. But about four or five years ago, I realised that, that God was speaking to us that that was actually uh, too small a thing. It, it wasn't, there were greater things than that. And that we'd actually, it was a great thing to have done, but it was a limited concept because there's a whole lot more to heaven than healing. And he wanted to, us to then take on uh, really the challenge of equipping Christians right across the world to be heaven on earth in, heaven, in healthcare delivery. To being love, joy, peace, kindness, all those things. Bring the miracles into it. To, to, to operate not out of fear, but with love, power, and a sound mind. And so we, we set off to do this, and it's been a, a really exciting adventure. Um, so we now have groups meeting in the, across the UK, in Johannesburg, South Africa, starting up in the United States. We'll probably have conferences in all three of those nations uh, within this next year. We've got the international conference here in, in November. Um, planning a conference in the United States for the beginning of next year and one in South Africa for the autumn. So we feel that the the nations are coming to us. We've got a website. We're just about to relaunch uh, the website. We've got a new one coming up. And for us, it is that Joseph anointing uh, coming true. And uh, so we're excited. Um, God TV want weekly content out of us. And I think you're just about to come on to the the sort of stuff. Yeah. but just to say, it is, it's, and the other side of things is to thank you because um, Eastgate has helped to seed fund Heaven in Healthcare. It, it, it's got here by actually being funded through Eastgate. It's a department of Eastgate. It's not separate from Eastgate, but we needed specific funding. But we've got to the place now that we're very confident that, that this year, moving forward, actually, that, that um, Eastgate will be self-funding. It brings in external donations. It's attracting stuff like that. So, so, but it wouldn't have been here without actually the money that's coming through Eastgate. Another thought I just thought is actually... Because so, one of the big, big drives with, with uh, offerings was actually to get the annex up and running. And if we didn't have the annex, we would not have Eastgate Studios. So if you contributed to the annex, you actually helped this thing come into being in the first place. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So in terms of like specifically what they're after and what that could look like, um, as Pete touched on, they, 
they want us to, to create regular content for them. So, um, and this is just the start, but that could look like a weekly heaven and healthcare show of some description to start with, which would go out um, on broadcast, on the app, on social media, and so on. Whenever we make a documentary of some kind, like the one that you saw earlier, um, and like the Patrick one, um, they, wanna, they want those as well. Um, and then beyond that, they just really want anything that we can create that is going to be basically helping disciple people into healthy kingdom lifestyles. Um, and they see this as just the start of that, of a partnership. Now, this is just to give you an idea of their potential reach. So these are not like actual viewing figures that you would deliver, yeah? So it's potential reach. In the UK, they have a potential reach of 16 million. That's just on TV sets. So obviously, if you take into account They've got 15 million uh, Facebook followers, and they've got an app and stuff like that. It's more than that. That's 15 million Facebook followers, actually. Yeah. 110 million in India. They've very, uh, got a big following there. Um, and roughly 310 million globally. Now, what we're initially talking about with them is UK-specific. But um, as things kind of develop, if it kind of feels like it's working and actually it has relevance to other territories, then obviously it can be syndicated out across other markets, which they do now as well. Now, why, importantly, why do we want to do this? Um, obviously, aside from that word, which feels like we should do it, because it's fairly specific, um, it's important to say that we're not doing this to build an Eastgate empire. We're not doing this to make Eastgate as big as it can possibly be. For me personally, if God adds to our number here, then great, but that is, as a motivation, that couldn't be further from my mind. The reason that we're doing this is our heart is we want to set nations on fire for God. Um, we want to help as many people as possible. We want to help millions of people to live in freedom. And we want to provide foundations for an awakening that is going to last. We want to change the, the shift of history where you have revivals that last for a few years and then people wait for the next revival, but actually but people know who they are and whose they are, and so they realize that the revival never ends. And that's what we want to do. That's what we want to help see that happen. To do this, yeah. <laughs> to do this, we need to grow from three of us in a room working out what we're doing. Um, because to deliver that kind of scale and consistency of content, you obviously need a bigger setup. So we actually already have kind of people potentially for these roles. What we need is the funding to resource that time. So we need more time um, design-wise. So we need a part-time designer to support James, who's our full-time designer. Um, and that person will also do social media as well. Um, we need more time for camera operation and production. Um, and more time for what we call production manager as well, which is somebody who kind of helps look at all the logistics and the technical side of actually make, getting productions done, getting the files delivered, all that kind of stuff, which gets, gets quite, quite complicated. And then in addition to that, we need to, we need, there's some production kit um, additions that we need as well. All of that roughly comes to around 40K for kind of the next year, essentially. Um, and that's why we're kind of here today, essentially, to talk about this as a, I guess, a special growth fund offering, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I've been thinking and praying around this a lot. Um, super excited. Um, and for me, it feels like a moment um, when God spoke to us and uh, 
we, we had dreams of getting a building, um, and uh, we had a fantastic project that, that, that disappeared. And then within a few weeks, God said to us I'm gonna, that he would place us at the east gate to the city. And, and that took us on a whole new trajectory, opened up our, our whole world view, um, the influence that we would carry. And it, for me, it feels exactly the same moment. And 20 years ago, um, not, not a large church had a dream of getting its own building. And they started to take offerings towards that regularly. And we would... about. Between 200 adults or so, we'd, we'd get £100,000 a year, which we put towards creating a future reality. And you actually sit in that future reality now. You, you sit in the reality of something that people dreamed of 20-odd years ago, many of whom are not here anymore, but they, through offerings, we call them building offerings at that stage, we, we have created something within which God is doing something. Then we did the same with the annex offering. We created something which has enabled a lot of this to happen. Now I feel the growth fund is that place where... The growth fund is there to help us create the future. Um, and the, the opportunity we have here is beyond our, our imagination. And I, I think I, I did, at the beginning of January, I said that, that, that don't, plan, don't get too many plans because it's going to be too small. Well, this is just a, an example of that. Um, and uh, so as directors of Eastgate doing the budget this year, we've, we've, we've committed ourselves to, to funding this expansion of the, of the, the media team um, out of the growth fund, um, and along with other growth issues, particularly like premises, um, other opportunities and challenges. So it's not the only thing through the, through, through the, the, the growth fund, but it is a very specific thing. And over, well, this month, uh, next week, and then on the 22nd of March, we're going to be taking up offerings uh, for the growth fund and then going on to the year. And I want, what I want you to see this is, is not just a one-off offering. This, this is us working together over a period of time to create a future reality where we will feed the nations according to God's mandate for us. It won't be just heaven in healthcare. Heaven in healthcare is like the spearhead. It's going to all sorts of other stuff. The guy from God TV said, I was chatting with him. I had three hours talking with him. He said, I, he said to me, I'll take anything you give us. Now, that is extraordinary. I talk about music, other stuff, and, and they love our leadership, uh, training materials. So... So this is a bit of a door opener for us. And for me in particular, I've got to re- reorganise my life a little bit because I've suddenly got a filming schedule to be part of. But um, <laughs> pr- pray for me. Pray, pray, for, the, pray for those who, who, who do my fashion uh, a little bit. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, my, 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 chatting to my daughter yesterday, she said, Dad's going to have to have a whole new wardrobe. I'm like, oh, I'm getting all right. <laughs> so um, anyway, we have a target for this coming year of £150,000 to go into the growth fund in addition to our normal giving. So we believe in the principle of tithes and offerings. So number one, I'm going to say, make sure you're faithful with your tithes. Regular giving to the church, is because that's, that's... I think our budget on that is about 1.3 million or something like that. So, so, so don't sort of rob Peter to pay Paul, get your tithes in, then trust God, uh, as we have done before. Um, and I just want... I've said this before... We, we, the alternative to expanding is settling, and I don't fancy the settling, do you? But the way we're going to expand has to include release of resources. And isn't it, isn't it a great thing that we can do this together? What an opportunity. And I'm going to encourage you, be part of this. Be part of the journey, because this is, I say it's not one-off offering. We're on a journey now of creating something, and it's so, it's so exciting. Um, and I'm going to refer you back to... There were some words in the song that we sung that we used as a declaration. It says, I live with a vision. There's a vision being placed in front of you. We're defined by his promises, shaped by every word he says, and then this 
greater things have yet to come. I think that sums it up, and I'd like you to stand, and we're going to pray. I want you to thank God for this opportunity. I want you to engage your heart and mind with it. It takes responsibility to take charge of a calling. This is a, this is a corporate, this is not just one, it's not just one department, it's not just about heaven and healthcare, it's not just about media, it's all of us getting caught up into this opportunity to feed the nations. Imagine feeding millions of people. Imagine being the ones filling their bags as they come. That's what you're doing. Every time you worship in this place, you create an atmosphere where the presence of God resides and a young man walks through that door. His words were, as soon as I walk through the door, I experience the presence of God. Everyone who worships in this place helped create that miracle on that day. Everyone who gave for this building to be here helped create a miracle. And we are going to help create miracles and freedom across the world. Father, we pray, would you provide for us in extraordinary measure? We release the hundreds and thousands of pounds and the millions of pounds that are necessary to fulfill your calling upon our lives. Thank you that we are part of this together. We're in it together. You've called us to be Eastgate. And last year, we talked about, and this is another thing, last year I preached about it and I prophesied about releasing the sound of Eastgate. I don't know if you remember, releasing the sound of Eastgate was one of our, our themes for last year. And Father, we, re- we choose to release the sound of Eastgate I want you to engage with God and ask him to help you to give. God loves a cheerful giver. So next Sunday we'll be doing a lot of cheerful giving. 22nd of March, a lot of cheerful giving. But if you think that's it, then think again. We're going to keep on cheerfully giving until we get this job done. And I'd like to get to the place where we've got so much we have to stop people giving. That's actually in the Bible. That would be a great challenge to have. But we haven't got to that place yet, so let's go for it. Dave, do you want to pray out? Yeah, just um, in the worship, I was just, um, just came to mind that there are some things in the kingdom, there are lots of things in the kingdom that you just get. They're just yours. You just get them automatically. But then there are some things where he needs to know that you want them as much as he does. And, and I just, in Psalm 2, it says, ask for the nations and I'll give them to you. So Father, right now, we just ask for the nations. But we just say yes We just say yes to the call to ask for the nations. You are calling us to ask for the nations. We just say yes to that call right now, God. And Father, we just ask that your fire would rest on everything that we do. Everything that comes out of this house, Lord, will carry the fire of God in it, God. And it will penetrate into the hearts of the nations, Father. We just ask that in the name of Jesus, Lord, that this will be a place of your anointing to go out into the nations. And we just ask that you bless that right now in Jesus' name. Amen.